Welcome to the Confident Parent Podcast, where we want you to feel confident in raising kids who have a thriving relationship with Jesus. I'm Joshua Humba, the children's pastor at Oak Creek Assembly of God and the father of now three wonderful kids with my wife, Stephanie. In this episode, we interview Jamie and Joy Herbst and how in the world they raise perfect boys and help you feel like you got this. What's up? Welcome back to another episode. Man, this is going to be a fun one. This is a complimentary episode uh, to last to the last two episodes. So we talked about how to raise perfect girls in the last two episodes. And if you have daughters and you haven't listened to those, man, you should absolutely listen to that interview with the Sosas. That is great. And today we're interviewing Jamie and Joy Herbst. They're deacon. He's a deacon here at a church. They have wonderful boys. And we're learning about how to have perfect sons. <laughs> so I am so excited that they get to share their pearls of wisdom with us. Uh, and that for me, I, I have two sons. How can I make sure that my boys love Jesus and turn out to be as good as your boys? So, Jamie Joy, can you tell us a little bit about yourselves? Yeah, we number one, we don't have perfect sons. Yeah, get it out of the way. Yeah, do our best, and we're all like, you know, we just get by by grace and God's grace in our lives and our parenting the same way. But um, I'm Jamie, and this is Joy, and we've been married. We just celebrated our 25th uh, anniversary, wedding anniversary last week. Congrats! So that's a cool milestone, and we have four boys. They are. Should we list them? Jordan is uh, 20. He'll be 21 later on this month. Um, Nathan is 19. And he is attending college as well. And then Brady is 16, will be 17 in January. And Chase is 13 and will be 14 in the fall. So, yeah, we're all teenagers now, two adults mixed in. Yes. Yeah. I've gotten to know Brady the most in the last year. And just, man, love that dude. He is so awesome. That's Total nerd. Like he me. Is. He's so great. And embraces that. Yes. yes. Whether it's technology or superheroes or... Just all of it. Absolutely. And then Nathan works at the church currently yeah. as a custodian. And so it's been fun to get to know him even more and talk with him. And yeah, and, and Chase, you know, was his kids pastor for a long time. Man, just great family. Yeah. You guys yeah. are great. Um, so 25 years. How did you guys come to know the Lord? Uh, so speaking for me, we both we both grew up in the church. So we've known each other um, since I was 10, like right around that age. We were around the same similar age when we started attending church together, kind of our families. Yeah, and I think we grew up in church. And yeah. I don't remember a time yeah. that I wasn't in yeah. church I'm, from the time that I was born, I think, till now. You know, so... But I think I became a Christian when I was in elementary yeah. school, but my mm-hmm. faith became my own once I got into high school. And so it changed. That's probably both our story. It's interesting when you'd ask, like, when did we have that salvation experience? And yeah. it's hard for us to pinpoint because yeah. I probably did like 10 times when I was four and five and six and seven or whatever. <laughs> right. right. And I just grew up knowing Jesus. And I think similarly for both of us, you enter the teenage years and you start like integrating into your life and learning how to live it out on a daily basis. And that's when we can really point to getting serious about it and understanding everything involved. Yeah. That's fun. How did you guys meet then? Yeah, uh, at, at Calvary Assembly of yeah, God, which is now Honey Creek. Yep. Yeah, I kind of grew up. My mom took us to uh, Bayview Assembly of God, and we just wanted something closer to home. 
and moved there. And then I like knew Joy early on because she was the pretty one. (laughs) (laughs) And so then we just kind of grew up through youth group together and everything. We're really good friends and always have been just known each other a really long time and started dating in college. Yeah, we didn't start dating until college. So we were really good friends all the way through high school. And then once we got to college, we started dating. Yeah, Well, we were friends officially for like a year and then we started dating. Yeah. So we've got all these crazy teenage experiences outside of dating and then started dating in college. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way to do it, right? Your friends. And then you start dating. Yes. yes. So and it's I'll, cliche, but we we were best friends before we started dating. Yeah. So, yeah. And so I'm married to my best friend. 25 years later. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's absolutely. worked out really well. Absolutely. Yes. That's yeah. great. Now, can you tell us a little bit about what you do for your career? Um, mm-hmm. You stay home, which is nice. I do. I stay home and I homeschooled my kids all the way through since Jordan was like four. So now wow. he's turning 21. So a long time. Yeah. And uh, now the kids are finally transitioning. Chase is our last one and mm-hmm. he's in virtual school. Yeah. Uh, but I wasn't, I went to Evangel along with Jamie and I was mm-hmm. an education major. And so I had taught for a few years and then we decided that I would stay home and raise our kids and yeah. school. And- oh, and we're going to get into that. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that seems like it was a great choice for your family. It yeah. was. It yeah. was kind of difficult at the time, just kind of deciding how, if I wanted to stay home and what that would yeah. look like, because it was, you know, one down to one income, but uh, God was so faithful in yeah. providing and we knew it was the right thing. So we stepped in and he has provided all for every need that we've had. And, and it's been great to see that. Yeah. Always. That's great. Sure. That's a testimony. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. absolutely. Yeah. And I um, started out in an IT career and then have moved up and now I'm an IT project manager and a process owner at a company I've been with a little over 20 years now. So oh, I've had a lot years. of, I've, yeah, that's, we've been really blessed that I've had really good opportunities in the company and Stable. Yeah. Yeah. All along, God has taken care of us. We talk about when, side story, when um, after 9-11 in in the fall of 2001, uh, Joy was pregnant with Jordan with our first. And he was born uh, in September, like the third week of September, um, right after, like 10 days after Mm 9-11. And at the time, I was in IT working in an architectural firm. And we had just decided in May uh, that Joy was going to quit teaching so that she could stay home with Jordan. And uh, I lost my job in <sighs> November, like right after 9-11. And so here we are with a newborn at home, a two-month-old, yeah. right? Wow. And no income or anything. And we're just like, Lord, you have to provide and help us figure this out because we thought this is what you've told us to do. You know, we were listening. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just the miraculous provision for us. And I had another job um, by the end of January within a couple of months. And it's the company that I'm still with today. So wow. just seeing how God guided all of that, even through tough circumstances, is really, really cool. So the Lord will provide. Absolutely. He will make a way. Absolutely. That's cool. Yeah. That's good. And we haven't even dived into anything. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Dovin dived. Did. Um, now, both of you are really involved in the church. And if you're watching this podcast on YouTube, um, probably have seen you around a little bit. But for those that have not seen you or don't know you, could you explain your different roles? We'll start with you, Joy. Sure. Tell us what you do at the church. I'm a women's ministry director. And so I get to have Bible studies for women. I get to have events. And we just love seeing God grow their relationship and draw them closer to him. And it's just been such an honor to serve in that role. And uh, see God move through the years. And you're so detailed, which yes. is, it's, yes, it's just impressive, incredible to watch the detail you put into these events and these girls, these women events. Wow. It's wow. Well, I love it. And I really feel God has called me to that. And so it's been exciting cool. to see him move in that. Yeah. Jamie. 
You serve and, multiple hats. And we teach together, too. We That's right. Teach. So yeah. um, plug for our groups. Sunday school class. Yeah, first. I call it Sunday school. Yeah, Sunday morning. 9.30 a.m. <laughs> Down the youth chapel. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and then I also um, have served as a worship leader and on worship teams and stuff around the church for quite a while. And then I also serve on the board of deacons. I've been on the board for nine years. Nine years as a deacon. Yeah. And you... You've done a great job. Can you tell us a little Thanks. bit about your portfolio as Deacon? Like, what, yeah, what do you do? Yeah, so I'm 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 an IT guy. So like, I, the IT and the systems, um, sound and lighting and different things kind of fall under my portfolio as well. Kind mm-hmm. of a lay, liaison between those different teams. We have a, a fantastic IT team of volunteers here that does a really great job, and I'm privileged to work with them and see the job that they do all the time and keeping everything running the way that they do. And then the Sunday morning groups is also in my portfolio. I'm really passionate about teaching yeah. and touch base with them a lot and make sure we're all on the same page and anything that I can do there as well. So those are just a couple. Yeah. 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 You guys are, are you're a power couple in the church. You you do a lot. You put out a lot. Thanks. And we were really blessed because of And you have perfect sons. <laughs> yes. Got it. Yeah. Which, absolutely perfect. <laughs> which we mean, what, what we mean when we say perfect is that um, clearly all four of your boys love Jesus, mm-hmm. right? You, you look at them, you watch them, and it's clearly these boys have a relationship with Jesus. They're not just doing it because that's what you do as a family. Even Chase, your youngest, it's like clearly these boys have a relationship with Jesus, mm-hmm. which is the most important, right? Yeah. They're good boys. Like they have good relationship dynamics with other teenagers, with even with Brady, right? 16 year old with me, an adult, <laughs> and be able to have like yeah. great conversation skills. It's really cool, yeah. right? That's great. Uh, they're outgoing. They serve in multiple, all, all four of them, they serve in multiple roles in the church. Like they're not just like stuck into, I only do worship team or I only do this. This is my one thing like they're all over the place and that is cool that they can find different areas like that to serve in and it's clear that all four of them are on a a path to success i mean you still have two that are still in high school that age but it's clear that they're on the path towards success you know and we believe that god's going to lead them and continue on that path Um, but that's what we mean when we say perfect and that's what i want my boys to be like i want my boys to have all of those characteristics and so you're doing a good job (laughs) so far so thanks (laughs) but how did that happen how'd you go four for four you know is it by accident and well it just happened or were there intentional things oh every day grace right (laughs) i mean it is it's you don't really it's 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 just one step at a time along the way and a lot of prayer because we never for a moment sit here and, you know, I, we're not taking credit for anything. I mean, it's all God. You know, we pray. We've always prayed and always hoped and said, you know, we just want to set them on the right course and hope that they make good decisions. And that, and not just now, you know, they've got a whole life of decisions ahead. So right. we could equip them however we can to make the best ones. At some point as a parent, regardless of what we talk about, there's only so much you can do. You can't make your kid do anything. Right. And so, um, you know, just do the best you can. And yeah, pray and I think, a lot. But I was going to say, I think we prioritize church as well. And that was really important in them growing up here. And it wasn't mm-hmm. that we had to come to church or that we would come once in a while. It was that we get to go to church mm-hmm. on Sundays and Wednesdays. And it was really important for their spiritual development, um, drawing closer to, Lord, to the Lord. And then, you know, just the friendships that they made as well. And right. that's what really, you know, they wanted to come for that. And they were excited. And it's nice to have godly friends, those that are, you know, draw them closer to the Lord rather than, yeah. you know other friends. So. And it seems to be that the through line, whatever child is on this path, like your boys, 
church is the priority in, in your family. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What was it like growing up, you know, when they were seven years old, you know, or yeah, when yeah. you're, you know. I mean, we grew up, we grew up as church kids, both of us. You know, I was one of those kids that like, you know, my summers were, hey, I'll go hang around the youth pastor and help trim bushes or whatever is going on. Just yeah. It's fun. I thought it was fun, you know, yeah. and, um, and we wanted the same kind of passion with our kids too. So we've just raised them around it. And it's, it's never, we've always made a deliberate decision to not, you know, separate the two, like, Hey, you've got your own thing. And now this is church and it's just a separate thing. We just mm-hmm. integrate it. And, um, part of it is just, we just enjoy serving and we've just always, there's been that atmosphere. I think Joy and I both in our ministries really love serving and teaching them that no matter what it is, like you said before that it not, it's not that, Hey, I do this or I do this and it's all I do, but just, uh, serving in whatever way that you can, pitching mm-hmm. in wherever you can. And it's fun doing it together. Yeah, and right? I think it's yeah. a little crazy when they're younger, when you have littles, uh, <laughs> yeah, just getting yeah. ready. Now, Jamie was on worship team at that time, so I had to bring all four kids by myself. <laughs> and that was a little bit Sometimes crazy. they sat in, in in worship rehearsals with me and climbed on the pews. So give me a little bit of credit. Yes. <laughs> that was me as a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was all four of them, probably. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, getting uh, trial and error, you know, learning, coming, getting late to church because someone couldn't find a shoe or someone couldn't find something. And then, you know, learning, okay, well, we have to have everything ready the night before. So everybody go get, you know, what you're going to wear and let's make sure we have it here because otherwise we're not, you know, we would be 20 minutes late to (laughs) to getting here and a little frazzled when we got here as well. So, you know, but you know, this is what we're going to do. And so getting it ready the night before. And then I think talking to them. Can I pause you right real quick? I don't want to keep going back like to the sources, but it's just, it's funny that is exactly what the Sosas did as well with their girls. Mm-hmm. They'd planned the night before, right? And so to see to like see these patterns, you have to, you have to right? <laughs> yes. To see these patterns of like, they prioritize church. We're always serving. We're always going to be there together. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to make sure we have our clothes picked out the night before. Yep. Like there's these common, it just seems like this is the, this is the recipe right here. Yeah. So I'm sorry for interrupting. No. Teamwork. Uh, teamwork. Teamwork. We're always, yes. we've always been, we've said that in our family, we're a team. We do things as a team. Yeah. So it's why, um, you know, when we talk about what we do around church, some people listening probably see me around joy stuff. That's kind of, you know, cause <laughs> yeah. we're always pitching in and helping out wherever we can. And it's just something we do. It's not like, Hey, we're going to do this so that we can go and have fun later on. It's like, this is just part of it. We just, as a family, it's, we just do these things together. And from the time they were little, right. That they enjoy church, that we come to church, not because we have to, but we really enjoy being there. We love being in God's house. We love, this is, you know, the family, the church family has become like a second family to us. And so how can we invest in this as well? Like, how can we all get involved? And so we can, you know, be a part of what the church is doing. Yeah. Yeah. Now you chose homeschool. Mm Mm-hmm. What was the reason for that for you guys? Well, we just felt, we really felt, I had never seen that, like that was never a part of the plan. Mm -hmm. It really wasn't. Yeah. It really wasn't. And then just, I met a friend uh, who talked about homeschooling and uh, I began to talk to Jamie about it. And our oldest son actually couldn't go to school. His his birthday is in September. So you would have had to wait another year. And he Mm -hmm. really wanted to start. He had friends that were starting. And so we looked into it and thought, I think we could do this for a year. Um, and so we started it and we loved it and he loved it. And so Nathan was actually at the same time, even though he was younger, was learning to read along with Jordan. And yeah. So we just loved that dynamic of spending time with, with our kids and mm-hmm. really being able mm-hmm. to meet their needs where they were. So we could, you know, if they love this subject, we could give them more time in that subject. And yeah. if they needed more help in this, we could help them more with this. It was really individualized and we loved that about it. So it was kind of, yeah, from the beginning, like it took a while 
for me to be convinced. And we just decided from the beginning that we're going to just take it year by year. And if mm -hmm. we think that any year is just not working or there's, you know, they'd be better suited in a different environment, we were willing to do that. And we always have been. Um, but yeah, sweet. so one of the things, it wasn't so much, let's say for us, it wasn't so much to like keep them out of the world and protect them type of thing. You know, there are elements um, in there, but it was to, we want to pour into them and we can give them specialized education. Joy is, you know, trained in it. She's got a, a BA in education. And so uh, she was but able to do such you, an amazing say, job. You don't need that kind Correct. of school. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That let's see how this goes. And I think we could make this work. And as we got into it, we saw our kids were learning and picking up on it and we really enjoyed it. And then there's, of course, you know, the social aspect that always you always consider that goes into a yeah. little bit. Um, we're not. You know, Joy and I both grew up going to public schools our whole life. So we know uh, the pros and the cons. We know the importance of some of the things that you learn in, in an environment like that, that you can. Um, but we also, without setting out to protect them, to wrap them in this protective shell a little bit, um, we've seen benefits in that, like we see confidence in them in different ways that it may have been a little harder to come to that um, in some of the school environments and some of the things that you deal with in school all the time. So little side benefits that we've seen that, hey, you can be uh, yourself exactly how you are. You don't have to prove anything to anybody else. You just be who God has created you to be. And I think that's helped them in a lot of ways to grow up with a lot of confidence and assurance of who they are and their identity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel very strongly about school, especially today. And um, <clears throat> finding the right option for your child, mm -hmm. right? That there's right. the right fit for your child. And so, you know, I'm really impressed with how well you've done with homeschooling, right? And your kids have, this is part of the recipe yeah. of why your kids have done well. And, and, and some of it, like you say, it's not for everybody, right. not only right. parents, but kids as well. You know, I, yeah. I can imagine there's, we've had all different levels of engagement with our four kids, you know, and at times they're super plugged in and in the sweet spot and you're like, this is perfect for them. Yeah. And other times you're like, why did we do this? This is crazy, yeah. you know? Yeah. And there's, you know, hills and valleys a little bit, yeah. but um, yeah. yeah, if it fits for you, there are really cool options and really good ways of doing it. So. And we, we've chosen private for Chloe mm -hmm. for now. And, you know, she's now going in, in first grade. And after the first year, it's like, absolutely, this was the best choice. You know, I'm so yeah. glad we did it. And yeah. and you got to find what's the best choice for your kids absolutely. Right, to make it work. Yep. Um, so can we, can we talk a little bit about the, the balance that you guys had with um, giving your children um, the responsibility and also the consequences that come with freedom and choices, but also like, no, 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 I'm mom and dad, I'm in charge here and you're going to do what I say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. How did that balance go as they grew up? When did you start to let things go? What did you see with different children? Um, and how did you begin to trust them to kind of live their own lives? Yeah. And it turned out to be so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I can go. All right. <laughs> we, we've just always... Um, raise them we, we've been very open like we talk through things so like there's very little of like hey it's just that's the way it is and you just listen and don't ask questions type of thing mm. um just pretty much everything is open for conversation in our house and it like always has been we've always talked through things and so um i think that's led to a very you know, thinking through our choices and thinking through decisions that we make, what we choose to mm -hmm. like consume with media, what we choose to do, the friends we hang out with, the things we choose to do. Um, we just are always talking through that and like considering the different angles and things like that. So they can see that 
Um, you know, we're, we're giving them advice and we're raising them the way that we think is the best way, but that there are reasons behind it. So, you know, we can give stories from our own life of, hey, you know, we faced a similar situation. This is what happened to us. Um, ultimately, then some of them, especially as they get older, we leave to them and some of them we just make for them still the same way because they're our kids, you know. Yeah. And um, and so it's finding the balance between the two, I think. Right. It's yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, even with what we watch, we we Jamie and I are really particular yeah. about what we watch. We always look into shows or movies yeah. before we just consume it. We don't mm-hmm. just go in, you know, with our eyes closed. And yeah. This is what we're going to watch. And so we would explain that to our kids as well. Like, we're going to let you watch this or we're not going to let you watch this. And this is why. And we mm. do this, you know, and we would explain we do the same thing as adults. And this is an important right. skill to have that you need to look into this. And these are the reasons why, not just because you can't watch it. Yeah. There yeah. Are, there's a story behind. Yeah. Sometimes there's just these are words we just don't say, you know, and <laughs> yeah. that's just the rule from later on, you know. But other things like, hey, you know, it may seem like this particular scene in the movie, it's no big deal and it flashes by or whatever. But sometimes that can plant seeds in your heart that you don't want there. And, yeah. you know, there are things that are best to avoid that there are Joyce brings up media, right? And different things like that. There are just so many different cool things out there that you do not have to be like, well, if I don't watch this, there'll be nothing for me. You know, <laughs> right. I mean, there's always good alternatives to things right. and um, more than enough to fill our entertainment time. And, and we continually bring that up. We say, well, this just doesn't, we try to exemplify it the same way. They know what we're watching. And we say, you know, we chose not to watch that because we looked it up and it has some garbage in it and it's just not for us. And mm-hmm. we just try to talk through those things with them. Yeah, I like that you bring that up about, um, well, if I can't watch this, then what am I going to watch? Because <laughs> right, like as a boy, right. and especially with like the comic book movie stuff and the superhero, like right. that stuff, it feels like you got to be all in with all of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you're right. It's like you, you have to protect them and you have to, to choose yeah. and be clear and why we're not doing this yeah and also but but like you say always also make sure that they understand the why right. I, a story that we talk about i we went to evangel university and i knew guys like on my floor when i got there that you could tell their parents had just like set down rules and not been a part of the decision making with them yeah. and they got to college and they were free from home and it was a free-for-all you know they did whatever they wanted got in yeah. trouble went out to parties the whole thing all the time and uh yeah. And it's just because they were so protected and didn't understand why. And so, you know, we we've just always said we're just going to talk through all of it. Just be very open about everything. We're you know, this is the reason we choose to do this. The reason we don't. And um, I think that helps a lot. It's just there's that constant communication going on. And it seems like a lot of the times that happens with like homeschool boys, right? Yeah. Where it's a very strict Christian home, um, but that has not been the case for you. That you've done the homeschool route, but. Your boys aren't wild party animals, right? And they're not. <laughs> and then even when they get a release to have the freedom to choose to do their own things, like they're good boys still. Yeah. And they still make great choices. So. And we're super just thankful for that. That's not like something we can you, anybody can guarantee, but we're just yeah. really blessed to look back and say thank you, Lord, for your grace and your hand of protection over them so far. Yeah. 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 What's what's the dynamics been like between? Four boys, right? Arguments, <laughs> fighting, wrestling, name calling, punching each other. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> how did you get them? How did you get the family to be so tight, um, and for them to enjoy each other? Right. Mm-hmm. That they, the younger ones, look up to the older ones, and the older ones have a great relationship with the younger ones. Um, how did you balance that and, and create a great culture in your home? I think one of the things that we did, it, 
early on is we just always have dinner together every night, even yeah, if it's something that we get out, like we eat out, we bring it home and we eat together and we have that conversation. We laugh together. Yeah. We schedule yeah. game nights together. You know, we made the family a priority and having fun together when mm-hmm. we did stuff. And that has just seemed to really, they seem to really enjoy each other's company because they yeah. could laugh together. They had inside jokes then that they, you know, could share with each other and, and they got along pretty well. Now, not all the time. Right. You know, we had to work yeah. through, especially when they were little, we had to work through a lot of, He's <laughs> a touching lot of me. issues. And yeah, he touched me. He took my toe. He did this. Yeah. But, you know, the investment, you just keep you know, keep bringing them together and keep investing yeah. in them. And it's that family time that really makes a difference. Yeah. And I think uh, having someone to moderate the arguments and the fistfights and things like that helps. You know, I think if we just let them to their own devices, yes. it would kind of be a mess. But they all grew up and they argue and they fight and whatever and all that kind of stuff that boys do. Yeah. And then five minutes later, everything's fine. You know, yeah. we make sure we're there that everything doesn't go too far, you know, that they're still. But we're always... Um, we're always laughing together and doing stuff together. Like Joy said, we have a we have a calendar, a family calendar that we schedule things out just because it's so hard to get everybody on the same page. Sure. Especially as they get older. Yeah. yeah. To make sure that we're doing stuff together as a family because we just we really love each other, all of us. So we like being together and just continually fostering that through a young age all the way up. And it's again, when they're older, it's harder. But mm-hmm. um can we but talk yeah. a little bit about more about that yeah. calendar? Mm-hmm. You know, so what were um, your guys are very involved in the church. You two specifically, different ministries and mm-hmm. together, the boys are really involved. But then, how do you also balance <clears throat> like outside of church activities mm-hmm. that, that they're going to be in and the family time? You know, mm-hmm. what were some of the priorities that you had or building blocks? How did you manage all of that? Well, when it comes to outside of church activities, one of the things that we probably could have gotten like more caught up in just because we're a big sports family is the sports schedule type of thing. And we kind of we kind of early on, it wasn't necessarily a decision like this per se, but we leaned towards as the years went on saying, pick a sport and like we'll we'll do it and we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, rather than like four or five different sports all the seasons and uh, and it fit with their personalities and mm-hmm. what they wanted. For us, it was relatively easy. There were not if, arguments about that. And anything. if you don't know this, yeah. these guys are major Brewer fans. Yes, absolutely. Major. <laughs> absolutely. Huge. So, of course, they all pick baseball. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know Brady. Brady's not a sports kid. So, like, he Brady. Did, but he did play baseball for like two years. Because though. he had to. Because yeah. we made him. <laughs> we, said, we said everybody has to play organized sports for a couple of years. And Brady, mm-hmm. as soon as that deadline he was out that was it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah so that and um how keep... would you balance that in church mm-hmm. in church activities and i mean I, I i really feel strongly that they need to be here and so like i look back to my own life and um in in middle school like i was i loved baseball and it was coming up in high school and i knew i could make the high school baseball team but when I started going and looking for tryouts and stuff, I knew that it was practice all week and it would cut into the Wednesday time when I had youth group, which was really, really important to me then. And so I knew I just wouldn't be able to go anymore. And so um, my mom and my dad left me the decision up to me and I made the decision that it was just too heavy of a price. And so I just didn't want to miss out on all the relationships I had at church. And so I made that choice. It was a great choice. One of the best choices I ever made. Um, but we applied that the same way. We said there are limits to this and we can't have it where um, it's cutting into church time and taking us away from being here um, mm-hmm. regularly. So that was the big yeah. thing for us, you know. And that was from when they were little on, you know, because yeah. Jordan and Nathan were on a team together and they would have to be there on yeah. Wednesdays. And they even said, 
we don't want to be a part of this because we're going to miss Royal Rangers. That was pretty cool. They you know, made the, they, they, made the they were young and they decided, yeah. We don't want, you know, and so we found yeah. a different league that didn't, you know, they didn't have to be there on Wednesdays. So I think it's looking around too and yeah. seeing when they practice, when the games are before you jump in and say, let's be a part of this. Because yeah. there are a lot of options out there yeah. um, that aren't necessarily on Wednesdays or on Sundays. And, and that's so. not an easy thing. I mean, yeah. there's probably people listening that it's like I have kids that are really, really great at sports, right? And they're super passionate about it. And that's a really tough balance. I understand there are really tough decisions to make inside of that. Um, but you would, I mean, from your own life and yeah. from your boys, you would say the, the choice was obvious that this was the better way to go. I feel like you're never going to regret making church a priority. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that there's just eternal things that are planted there. And, and you look back on it and say, yeah, this could have worked out maybe differently, but I'm glad that my the foundation stayed strong and that yeah. I was around people who believed the way that I believed and like encouraged my faith. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I am very, very passionate also about sports over church. And mm-hmm. if you haven't listened to the interview with Rick and Teresa Sink, when we talk about their story where it was reversed that yeah. their kids went all in on sports and their kids were very, very talented in sports, but they see just that, they're not going to make that same mistake for their grandchildren. And so <clears throat> just see this pattern pattern over and over again with yeah. with kids that are growing up loving Jesus, that are successful and doing well. The church is the priority. And it's not just because they're in the building. It's that they're connecting with people, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They're involved. They're serving. Absolutely. They're getting the word in. There's consistency to it. Yeah. When especially in the teenage years, you know, mm-hmm. because that's yeah. really when... If you if you're not there, you lose out on the friendships, and you can kind of feel like you're on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you're there, then you can make those important friendships, and then Pastor Steve, you know, can pour into them, yeah, yeah and help them, you know, grow in their walk. And I think that if they're not there, they're going to miss out on both of those. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What are some like values that you really passed on? Were there any like catchphrases that you guys had, or taglines, <laughs> or really important we things? Did, we, we didn't have our Herb's catchphrase, did we? Did we have one? I don't. I can't think of one offhand. <laughs> I don't think so. But yeah, like um, one of the main kindness, I think, is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, being kind to people and to each other. Um, we've instilled that since they were young and be like, hey, you treat people the way that you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that thing that you just said, how do you think they could have taken that? Right. Or how do you and like we work through it and talk through it to, together? And, and not only um, outside, but between each other as well. Yeah. Like, um, hey, you know, that wasn't the right thing to say because that, you know, you think you're being funny, but that can come off this way and different things like yeah. that and and trying to exemplify it. So, like, we treat people with respect and, like, we encourage people and, you know, we when people wrong us, we forgive them and we move on and those types of things. So, kindness has been a really big one for us, like, teaching them to be kind. And then uh, we were, I'm, I'll say this, we were talking about it a little bit before, but I know I'm doing a lot of talking right yes. now and then I'll give it over to you. But, um, but, but God's faithfulness too. I was thinking about mm-hmm. this before. Um, you know, when you're a kid, you, you, there's part of what security is, is like knowing that you've got parents that like shield you from all the stress, right? Yeah. That, Hey, I don't have to worry about it cause they got it and everything always works out. And, and pointing to God for that in their lives and letting them be a part of that when they're young, I think is really important. So mm-hmm. for example, um, 
hey, mom and dad are stressed right now because, you know, we got our, our washing machine needs to be repaired and we got a car repair and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's stressful right now. We're stressed out, but we know God, God's got it. And you'll see on the other side and they've seen it. You like see how God provided for us and just continually reminding them of God's faithfulness so that they've grown up in an environment of, of um, just like a kid with a parent. Hey, they've got it taken care of. We know that God has it taken care of. Yeah. He is faithful. Yeah. And they can point back and look at when they were kids and be like, yeah, we didn't always have everything, but like God always provided exactly what we needed. Mm-hmm. And I saw mom and dad like sometimes stressed out, but they always took it back to God and God always worked it out. And just that continual example, I think, is going to benefit them. Yeah. 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 yeah, and being open with them about mm-hmm. things like when you do something wrong. Uh, as parents, we're not perfect, and so sometimes you get angry or you say yeah. something that you yeah. discipline when you <laughs> yep. shouldn't have. And so going to them and just being honest and saying, you know what, I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. That, and, and just that apology and them knowing that parents can mess up and parents can apologize. That yeah. leaves room for them to then model that as well and come back. And like when yeah. something goes wrong, they can say that. We hear that in our kids and it always astonishes, even as teenagers, like, hey, I shouldn't have gotten mad, you know, with it. Yeah. I'm sorry for that. And seeing them do that, and that comes from yeah. us doing that and us being honest and open about that too. And conflict resolution in a relationship yes. too. We've always, you know, been open. They see when we're disagreeing about something or <laughs> mom and dad were arguing about something, but they also see us come together and make a decision together and for forgive each other and, yeah. and, you know, do it in a healthy way. So just, we've always been in our parenting, just like, this is who we are. You see who we are. We're out there. We don't like hide this from them. We want them to see how to do life by example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As best we can. Yeah. Now boys specifically, you know, boys can get a little, like they, they look at ladies sometimes, and that, that, you know, it seems a little bit more ready to ready to go more than girls. Sure. And so, I mean, your boys have, you have one son that's dating huh, a Sosa girl. At the yeah, there you go. There's perfect, the perfect connection. Um, but just watching them, observing them, it seems like he treats her very well, you know. How, how did you navigate that? How did you lead him through teenage years of being a boy? And... Um, helping them be on a successful path. Mm-hmm. You were really good at that as far as expo- like living by model and explaining what we look at and how we shouldn't look at women. Do you want to explain that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, treating women with respect as equals, I think, is the first thing. And so part of part of in any guy's life, right, you know, learning to beat that and, and all the stuff that's out there is looking at them as, you know, God's mm-hmm. creation as a person and who they are. And so modeling respect for uh, women from a very young age is like super important, I think, in all of that. Um, yeah. Not as objects, you know, for us to look at or anything like that. That's not what they are, right? And so we, and but we also we institute things in our house too. So we have uh, filtering on internet filtering. We've always said that this is like mm-hmm. there's certain things that just flat out are not allowed. And yeah. no matter how old you are in this house, it's just not allowed. Yeah. And so, um, hey, if you yeah. get your, this device, it's going to have this software on it. That's the way it is. Too bad, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Some of that is just rules in place, yeah. right? That's good. And just uh, haven't been a guy. Like, I know how teenage boys are, so I know all the tricks right, a little bit. And so I can watch them and just make sure, you know, and keep an eye on things and make sure things are going the way they should. And, well, and talking it through with them about accountability and how important that is that you have that accountability in your life yeah. so that if yeah. you, you know, so that you don't fall off and start doing, watching things that you shouldn't or doing things that you shouldn't. And yeah. this, yeah. the software allows, you know, 
provides that, but then also why we do that. So that even as adults, you yeah. should have that accountability. You should be thinking about this and, and making sure that you're safeguarded in that place. So you don't. Yeah. And it's tough. So for anybody listening for teenage boys, it's one of the hardest things because there's just so much out there. Yeah. Um, And it's so readily available. And that's so difficult. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) To deal with. It's just it's it's to try and protect your kids from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. that's one where really the instinct comes in that I have to shield them, right? We talk, we talk about that, but we also want to show them the, the reasons why and help yeah. them to see things differently. Mm-hmm. Can you share with us what software you guys use? Um, so for a while we've used uh, Circle. Um, it's it's called Circle and they have like a, 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 um, a device that we hook up to our Wi-Fi in our house. And so the Wi-Fi gets routed through there. And so oh. all traffic kind of goes through there first. And you install this little uh, Circle app on their phones mm-hmm. and it filters. So you can set up different age filters or customize things like you can put certain websites in or take them out and things like that. And that's like, you know, a base layer, I think, that mm-hmm. covers the really bad stuff. Right. And then like um, for Apple now, their screen time stuff is really, really nice. Yeah. You can see which apps they're using and have mm-hmm. discussions about that. And like, hey, is that healthy that you spent this many hours on YouTube today and this week and whatever. We have a lot of those, right? Um, and that's just, a, a, these are layers, right? Yeah. But I, in all of it, it can't, you can't just set it and forget it. You have to be engaged. You have to be talking. I think that's key. You have to be watching. You, you can't know? just trust the software alone. Yep. Yeah. Because number one, they're going to find ways around it. Everybody does. And then uh, number two, you know, have the discussions of why, because otherwise, if it's just about the block, like we talked about in the previous stuff, when they get out on their own, it's going to be a big free for all. Yeah. Now I have it all opened up to me. So, you know, this is why, and this is what we protect our hearts against. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When did you guys let your boys have cell phones and make that decision? That's so hard. We have one that really wants one right it now. Moving, but yeah. It moves. Yeah, it a little like bit. It was like, so Chase wants one and does not have he, one. Chase wants one but doesn't have one. He kind of has one. He's got a device. It's like well, a, He doesn't have data or anything. It doesn't so have it's data. Not, yeah, it's, it's not a It can work on Wi-Fi, says. though, so it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> sure. but yeah. But yeah. usually what around high school, eighth grade high school, I think, is when we decided to right around there. try it. Yeah. Now, it probably could have been earlier. I know some people do it for convenience. You know, if they're in sports, it is a lot easier to get a hold of them. So, I mean, I understand that. I think if that the case it might have been you know seventh grade or yeah you know that, that we would have probably yeah. gotten it for them as well so yeah, yeah. I know that's one of the things we haven't experienced quite as much as maybe some where we don't they don't come home and be like hey all these kids at school have this device here sure. so for us yeah, it was early teenage years teenager Brady would complain he'd be like you made me made me wait till I was 15 and Chase has something that more than I did when he's 13 there's all of that or that's kind of why stuff. you can't get Chase's cell phone because I had to wait you know <laughs> yes. yeah. Yeah. I had to be things. I had to be 18 before. <laughs> yes <laughs> and I got a regular flip phone yeah 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 so what um what's helped you guys decide you know now it's okay for you to have one what do you think I think just I think their age and how yeah. you know how mature they were. We saw kind of where they were at, and then we would even have those conversations. We're getting yeah. you this, but you know this is how we expect you to use it, and mm-hmm. this is the, these are the things that we want you to stay away from. And this is why we're putting mm-hmm. that on, and kind of when you can trust them. And I think you can you can give them a little taste of that, like this is the phone, and then you watch them and see how they do, and yeah. you kind of get a feel for where they're at too. And understand the reasons, right? You know, so like. 
so and so wants to play Roblox or something like that, right? That's a different story, you know, and different things like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Just making sure that you're watching what they're doing, like yeah. which apps they're using, and then how much time they're okay. spending on it too. And you can limit that, which has been really good. I mean, even yeah. if our kids with school, you know, their phones will shut off mm-hmm. at a certain, not the adults, but the younger mm-hmm. ones, you know, their phones will shut off at a certain point because yeah. always they'd stay awake till too late you know, in the morning doing that <laughs> yeah. uh, those and then yeah. having those conversations too like hey we noticed that you spent this amount of time on this app yeah let's yeah. talk about that that may not be a good thing even if it's just roblox you know what else are you doing but you know right. why are you doing this yeah <laughs> right <laughs> and again it's like it, we're navigating and it's tough for everybody it's it's yeah. uh it's one of the toughest things it's really hard especially when you have teenage boys it's just a whole different thing and there's just so much and so you just pray all the time yeah. and like you watch and you keep the conversation open yeah. as much as possible. Yeah. Just talk about it. And all there's the way nothing through. we've made it so that there's nothing off limits to talk about. We've really had that open yeah. communication where it's like, hey, you know, let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. You know, this happened and you know, what did you think of this? And, you know, are your friends and just we've just left that open so that we can have those conversations. Sometimes yeah. the uncomfortable ones, sometimes the ones that you don't want to have but are really yeah. important. Because yeah. then they know that they can come to you with those things rather than going to other sources. Yeah. Yeah. And so there comes the part where maybe, you know, if there's something going on that shouldn't be, it's not like, hey, you just lost your phone for a year, you know, type of thing. Because then they know if they know to hide it more, yes. right? They learn. Sure. But that, hey, we have this discussion and I love you and I forgive you and let's make better choices going forward. And yeah. like, you know, have that kind of a conversation when it comes to that stuff is usually a little bit more beneficial. Yeah. So they don't feel like they have to hide everything, you know. Yeah. That's yeah. a, yeah, that's a case by case scenario. It is. Child by child scenario. And absolutely. It is. Yeah. Absolutely. But this is, really has been great. I am really grateful. I look forward to raising my teenage boys. <laughs> now I feel more equipped. It's an adventure. Like, it's an adventure. There's something new every day. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So as we kind of round out this episode, <clears throat> kind of the final question uh, be to Jamie, you know, the podcast directly is, is most directly to our members of our church, people in our church. Um, and so as a deacon, you know, as one of the, the top leaders of our church, um, what would you like to share? Is there anything you would like to share with families of our church, especially with, with those with boys, but just overall as to our families? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not sharing it as a deacon so much. I mean, so when we raise our kids, they're they're deacon's kids, but they're I don't tell them, hey, because you're a deacon's kid, you can do this or that or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're just kids. But um, I, think, I think probably when I see, you know, some of maybe the things that we've talked about in here, um, trying to just keep the family together when you do stuff like do do ministry and do church and together right Mm -hmm. talk about your relationship with the lord together don't have it be like a separate thing like oh hey this is just a day of a week where i drop my kids off and move on or whatever um them seeing you and and making it a team a family kind of thing sometimes i'll see like on wednesdays right where kids get dropped off and there's really cool ministries here and then the parents aren't really involved and don't know where to fit and i think sometimes there are really cool things that we can do here at church together so we've got christmas coming up where there's like volunteers and like the whole family can be greeters yeah or things like that and you just make it fun something we do together something we talk about together um i think is a really big deal i think that that they're uh endless opportunities to raise your kids in a cool environment and then build your family up together too and make it more fun and like start those conversations about your faith and different things like that yeah Yeah. well thank you thank you for sharing that yeah and I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Cool. Well, thank you so much for checking out this episode. Hopefully, 
Um, you heard some things that really got you thinking. Um, you got some ideas to take back to your boys and to your household. Um, we're believing that God's going to do great things through your boys, that your boys will become godly men that change the world. And so we'd like to pray with you, pray for your boys, pray for your family, um, pray for God's blessing over you. So let's pray together. Lord, thank you so much for this time together. Thank you for the wisdom, for the experience that the Herbs got to share with us. Thank you, God, that their boys are doing so well. And Lord, um, those of us that are watching or listening, we want our boys to be successful. We want them to love you, to be good socially, to have great relationships, to serve well. And so Lord, I pray that you would help us to do that. We pray for the hearts of our boys, that um, their top priority would be to serve you, is to please you, to do things your way. And Lord, I pray that you give us wisdom. I pray that you remind us of these things that we've heard today. And um, Lord, that our families would be close, they'd be united, <clears throat> that our church would have strong families in them because we're based around you. Thank you, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, thank you again amen. so much, Jamie and Joy. This has been so fun. I can't wait for Brady to watch this. <laughs> Shout out to you, Brady and Chase and and the rest of you guys. But hey, I want to encourage you, if this was helpful to you, if you enjoyed this, and if you know uh, some other families in your life that have boys and they would really benefit from this, encourage you to share this with them. uh, Let them know. Uh, Really, we we just want as many people to know about how to raise good boys that have a thriving relationship with Jesus as possible. And uh, I also want to encourage you, check through the back catalog of past episodes. Uh, We cover a lot of topics about how to read the Bible with your kids, um, how to pray with your kids, how to talk about tough stuff. Um, School is starting now and this episode's coming out and we've got episodes about how to start the school year well. uh, So check those out. Hey, we're rooting for you. We're praying for you. And we're believing the best is yet to come. Hasta luego. And goodbye. (laughs)